From the Department of Theater and Film at the University of Mississippi, this is Stage and Screen. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Stage and Screen. I'm your host, Katherine Stewart, and my guest today is John Polis. He's a costume designer who graduated from our BFA program in 2019, and he is currently with the Santa Fe Opera. Since graduation, he's also done apprenticeships with Baltimore Center Stage and the Juilliard School. Stay tuned to learn about John's plans for the future and how our program has shaped his trajectory so far. Hi, John. How are you doing? Hi, Catherine. I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm very excited to hear about everything you've been up to and to talk to you today. If you wouldn't mind, just to get us started, if you could introduce yourself, tell us who you are, where you're from, and maybe how you got into costume design. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my name is John Polis. Uh, originally, I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, my family moved to Jackson, Mississippi uh, in my childhood. Um, yeah, and I think I actually got into costume design because I grew up actors, um, or I guess on to like, you know, more uh, stable work. Um, so my parents were always very supportive of me auditioning for shows or, you know, acting and anything I could do at school. Uh, so that was my first introduction to theater in general. And then it kind of evolved into costume design. I got to high school uh, and I realized performance wasn't really for me. Uh, I kind of lost the spark. I, I just didn't really, it didn't appeal to me anymore. So I was actually looking more into fashion than theater at all. I was kind of trying to find a good fashion program to go to. Um, but you know, uh, the financial reality of out of state tuition hit me and I was like, okay, I'm not going to fashion school in New York. I guess that's fine. Uh, and then I, I, funny enough, my sister's friend Channing Lomax, who was in the costume program for a little bit, came home to visit with my sister and she told me about what she was doing at Ole Miss and how she did costume design. And I was like, mind blown. That's like, you know, fashion meets theater, which were like two of my biggest interests at the time. And yeah, kind of on a whim, I was like, okay, cool. I guess I'll go do the program in costume design. And yeah, now I'm here. Awesome. So uh, when you came into the program, did you have any specific idea in mind of what you wanted to do or any goals? And if so, how did those work out or change along the way? So yeah, when I first got into the program, I honestly... I was kind of just um, going to college because it kind of was what I felt like I was supposed to do. I'm really glad I did go to college and that I went to college for costume design. But I will admit kind of the first, um, I say the first year I was at Ole Miss, I was really finding myself, finding, uh, finding out if there was a reason I actually wanted to do costume design. Uh, it just was something that like really, really interested me. I loved sewing. I had great memories growing up sewing with my grandmother as a child. Um, but that being said, I also have only sewn pillowcases up until that point. So I wasn't doing any great sewing at, by any means. <laughs> uh, uh, so I got to the University of Mississippi. It was honestly a very hard first semester for me. I had to really come to terms with what my goals were, where I wanted to go. Um, yeah, and then... I pretty early on I decided I wanted to do costume technology. I was like, I don't want to design. Designing is not for me. Uh, and then funnily enough, sophomore year, I had my first design show and I fell in love head over heels with the design process. 
bringing renderings to life was like so magical to me having this drawing I did and then getting to see the three-dimensional dress on stage was like incredibly fulfilling and then I flip-flopped I was like okay great I just want to do costume design uh sewing is fun but this is like my passion so yeah after sophomore year I really just kind of went full steam ahead I was like this is what I want to do this is the most exciting thing for me at the moment so wow so uh what was that show sophomore year that that flipped you over to design it was actually the tooth puller it was a comedia dell'arte show it was um completely devised by the cast and the crew of the show so it was a ton of like very unique um design you know challenges that i had to work through but um just i just had so much fun kind of diving into this like you know, clownish, comedic world that was so brightly colored and so historically inspired, but I could still, I think the tooth puller was a really good introduction to costume design for me because the director, Matthew R. Wilson, really let me go gung-ho with where I was pulling inspiration from, what spoke to each character. So I was really able to incorporate all of my personal tastes and my own things that excited me about clothing at the time. Um, and that I think is the kind of what got me hooked on costume design. Wow. So did you feel like you were starting to develop sort of like a design identity while you were working on that? Totally. I, I actually really, <laughs> I, yeah, for sure. I definitely feel like the tooth puller, um, yeah, definitely kind of helped me develop my sense of design and kind of my eye for design. Um, going through, I think that's one strength that the BFA program at Ole Miss really has is uh, getting to just throw you into these experiences as an undergrad that in most universities, you know, if they have a master's program attached to it as well, uh, you really won't get that kind of opportunity at those programs. So I think um, I'm very thankful that Ole Miss kind of threw me in the deep end and said, all right, you got to figure it out. And, you know, by swimming back to the shallow end, I was like, yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> and what about some other, uh, some other design projects that you worked on? What other shows did you work on? Yeah, so after Tooth Puller, I did Zombie Prom okay. my junior year. And then my big, I guess you could, I think it was considered my, <laughs> I should know this better. I think it was considered my thesis for my BFA was uh, Mr. Burns, a post-electric show, uh, post-electric play, excuse me. And uh, those were like kind of my arc. So I kind of went, it's really interesting. I went like Renaissance and then 50s and then post. So I really kind of got a broad spectrum of challenges and just like really fun shows that I got to design at undergrad. That's interesting that they were sort of in chronological order. I'm sure that was totally coincidental. Yeah. For real. I know. Crazy. So I know we talked before around the time um, when Mr. Burns came out, we talked about your designs for that show. Then can you talk a little bit about those designs? Yeah, so um, Mr. Burns was a really, again, I mean, I feel like I say this about every show, but it had such a unique like uh, approach to it and the way that the design team kind of tackled some of the topics in the show. Um, we kind of, so I guess Mr. Burns, the way it works is act one is set pretty modern day and then it's seven years in the future. And then I believe it's 85 years after that. So the third act is very far into the future after the world ends. And we kind of saw these characters like prop up the Simpsons into a like religious, almost operatic experience. So um, the most fun part was act three. I got to kind of combine elements of Japanese no theater, uh, ancient Greek theater, and just kind of mush them all together 
and kind of create this very much a uh, melting pot of cultures and experiences. That was kind of the idea the director had was that, um, you know, in this post-apocalyptic world, everyone would be coming together and bringing their own, uh, you know, backgrounds and cultures to the table and saying, hey, this is how we remembered things. This is how we did things. Uh, so it was really, it was honestly very challenging at first to, to combine those two, but I'm, I'm really happy with how it turned out. Yeah, I think I think that image with the mask and everything is so indelible. I'm going to try to um, put a, a link to it or maybe a link to the story that contains the image in the show notes so people can see what we're talking about. <laughs> but, right. A little yeah. hard to imagine. <laughs> so that was kind of your your big senior project. And what have you been doing since graduation? Yeah, so I've actually kind of been on a uh, uh, an apprenticeship run, I guess you could say, for the past yeah. few years. I, so immediately after graduation, I did my first summer at the Santa Fe Opera as a stitching apprentice. So that was a lot of um, a lot of sewing, uh, dressing, and I also got to design a couple opera scenes at the end of that season. Um, and that was such a very, it was such a strong and affirming way to kind of wrap up my education. Because uh, I had just yeah. graduated, I was fresh out of college, and I got to have this wonderful experience at an incredible opera company. Um, so that was fabulous. And then I, after that, I went off to Baltimore Center Stage. And I worked with them on several of their shows um, as an apprentice again, uh, working in the costume shop, sewing costumes and really doing it all mm -hmm. um, for them. And then, you know, uh, dun, 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 the pandemic hit. Right, uh, right. Yeah, so it, as for everyone, you know, we kind of all had to go dark in the theater and I was um, really, I was going through a lot of emotional turmoil as you do, you know, at that time. Um, I actually had to move home for several months uh, and do a not so exciting job. I had to work at mm. Whole Foods that just to kind of, you know, make ends meet. Sure. Um, but um, luckily I, I, was I was keeping in touch with some people at the Juilliard School. I had been applying for a little bit. I applied the year before in 2019 mm -hmm. um, and they, you know, it didn't quite work out timing wise. I already had a different offer. So I applied again in 2020, actually before the pandemic was even too much of a thing. We were all still kind of thinking, you know, two weeks to slow the spread at that point. Um, so luckily uh, for me, I feel extremely blessed that I was able to go to New York City and work at the Juilliard School as an apprentice there. Um, and that apprenticeship really is when I feel like I'm starting to uh, whittle away what I want my career to be specifically. Uh, I feel like before Juilliard, I was accepting any kind of work I could get, whether that be stitching, apprenticeships, wardrobe apprenticeships, anything. I just wanted to work in the field. But mm -hmm. Juilliard really set me on with their apprenticeship. You, um, you work as an assistant costume designer there for uh, the professional costume designers that come into the school to design. Uh, so it really set me up for a good uh, footing in New York City. I feel mm -hmm. like I have a pretty good of connections when I go back uh, but yeah so that wrapped up very quickly uh, May end of May and now I've moved back out to Santa Fe for the summer uh, I've been hired back to spend another season here at the Santa Fe Wonderful. Opera so yeah that's where I've been yeah so what is your role there uh, this season Right. So this season, uh, kind of like I was saying with Juilliard, um, after Juilliard, and even honestly, after Santa Fe, 
I already knew the job I wanted to come back to. Because uh, mm-hmm. I guess the way the opera apprenticeships work for the most part is you do two years as an apprentice and then you can uh, kind of work your way into staff positions. Okay. And then, you know, at the end of the 2019 season, I kind of knew stitching wasn't my passion. It wasn't really what, you know, got me out of bed in the morning, uh, excited to start the day. Um, so I knew they had a costume administrative apprenticeship available. One of my friends was doing it at the time. Um, and in this position, I'm, I'm essentially helping uh, the shopper, um, and she's the lady who kind of places all the orders for the sh- uh, for all four operas we're doing. So it's a lot of tracking, a lot of um, paperwork, a lot of organization. And this way, I can kind of work my way up to be a design assistant here. Hopefully, you know, knock on wood, we'll see. But um, yeah, so this year I'm coming back as a costume administrative apprentice to do more of the uh, design assistant aspects nice. at the opera. Wow. So you said your time at Juilliard really helped you kind of concretize exactly what you want your career to look like. Could you describe that ideal career? Oh, yeah, totally. So I think for me, I guess my end goal um, would be to only work as a costume designer. Uh, That would be fabulous if I could kind of um, get to a point where I'm only accepting design contracts. I would love, honestly, I would love to particularly work in opera and film. I, I'm really drawn to opera. I think uh, the drama that they bring and the singing, it really feels like um, the highest form of human performance and emotion that is on stage. And uh, it's just really exciting to be in the room and hear the orchestra play and all these beautiful voices singing. Um, and also I feel like opera is more down to get uh, like extravagant and avant-garde and weird with their costumes. So that's always been super exciting to me to kind of Uh, think more outside of the box, kind of have more exciting, fresh ideas. So I am really drawn to opera and film in particular. But, you know, I I still love theater, though. That's not, (laughs) no, no shade to theater. I still do enjoy theater. (laughs) I love it. So you would consider some of that extravagant avant-garde, maybe kind of hallmarks of your design style or just things that you're interested in visually and emotionally? I think for me, I think, I definitely think I have it in me to um, to do more avant-garde, more um, high concept work. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the University of Mississippi really kind of really forced me to to do it. You know, with my with my first show being the tooth puller, yeah. and then Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns felt you know very elevated again, kind of like I said, almost like an opera. Um, so I definitely think I have the ability to. I also you know I also do enjoy doing a more uh, strict period I would say I guess my design eye does kind of want me to keep going more avant-garde more big exciting shapes you know bold fabric choices um really as as you know eye-catching and that's my biggest goal is you know I want when the character walks on stage I want the audience to know who they are what their motivations are you know how rich they are with how they're feeling um so yeah I think I'm definitely more in tuned with a more kind of elevated sense of design, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. So um, what are some of the skills, or let me rephrase that, are there certain skills that you learned during the BFA that you have found particularly valuable or that you've really been able to apply in some of these things that you've done after graduation? Yeah, so I'll say one thing I know um, that the University of Mississippi really prepared me for, especially on the um, assistant design aspect of my jobs that I'm doing now, 
is that, um, you know, Carrie Hansen really made sure that I knew how to do good organized paperwork and life-saving. I cannot tell you how many other apprentices I've worked with or other just like other, you know, costume staff people who, you know, aren't quite sure how to do a costume budget or how to do a pieces list or do a quick reference sheet or even, you know, um, like a French scene breakdown. So you can look at this sheet and know exactly who's on stage when, how long they have to change. So I really appreciate um, Carrie, Carrie's dedication to making sure we were all organized, uh, well thought out and well planning designers. I think that's something that really kind of put me ahead of some other candidates for some mm-hmm, of these jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have to give a shout out to Donna Buckley for the incredible, incredible amounts of knowledge that she so generously shares with all of the students in the BFA program. Um, I love that she knew that my focus was design, but she did at the same time, she did not let that slide. She didn't let anything slide. She said, you might want to be a designer, but you still need to know how to do this. And she still held me to the same standard as everyone else. And I mean, to be honest, I came in, I came into Ole Miss with um, zero sewing experience. Donna used to, mad at me for sitting in the chair all crazy and not, you know, I get so stressed out of the machine. And then by the end of, you know, my four years, I'm, you know, going to the Santa Fe Opera specifically to stitch to like use some of the skills Donna gave me. So, um, and also, you know, Donna's technological knowledge uh, and teaching that she gave me really strengthened me as a designer because now I can, you know, sit down with the drapers and, and know exactly what they're talking about. I can use their jargon. I can speak with them. It's just a much more symbiotic relationship than if I was a strictly a design student at the University of Mississippi. Wow, fabulous, fabulous. So I'm I'm curious if you have any advice for prospective or incoming students who are coming into the BFA Design and Technology program. Absolutely, I would say if you're, I would definitely recommend taking some time before you get to school, before you get to the school, to really research the three areas of design and see if any of them just kind of pull you in a certain direction, you know, whether that be lighting, scenic, or costume design. I feel like the University of Mississippi really offers almost a playground for their design students. There's so much opportunity, um, you know, getting to design a main stage show at college when you're a sophomore in college is very rare. It's not something a lot of colleges do. Uh, So I would say if you're coming into the University of Mississippi for a BFA in design and technology, um, know what you would like to do, but also don't be afraid to change that. You know, if you take a lighting design class and that just blows your mind, Absolutely, you know, follow that trail down, but um, just definitely be ready to work and be ready to receive training that is going to prepare you for the professional world. Uh, That's really good advice. (laughs) Um, What about some favorite moments from either your time at UM in general or time in the program? Anything you could share? (laughs) Yeah, let me think a little bit. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I think one of my um, one of my favorite memories, and uh, Donna Buckley did call me out for this, uh, but <laughs> she, she was laughing the whole time, so it was great. But um, when I was taking Donna's introduction to draping course, I believe my junior year of college, uh, she would stay after class after the shop hours, and she would grade papers or you know kind of be working in the shop anyway. So I was like, well, I'm already here. I might as well go ahead and start working on my um, 
working on my draping homework. So I would just sit right next to Donna, who's the teacher <laughs> of the draping class, and start doing my homework and be like, hey, Donna, does this look okay? Is this looking, uh, you know, warped? So it's a really special time for me and Donna. We kind of bonded and there's a lot, so much laughter and joy in that <laughs> shop. Um, so, you know, all of those special memories. Um, honestly, I find myself cherishing like the opening night parties. It was so nice to kind of get dressed up with everybody. And um, I feel like my time at Ole Miss, uh, the four years I was there, we had a really tight-knit group of costuming BFA students. We were all very close um, and we all kind of felt like a family. So I guess really any any chance we all had to be in the same room felt really special. Nice, nice. You're not the first person who who's mentioned that family quality in, in whatever area of the program that they're in. Everybody says, oh, but it's such a family. And don't don't hesitate to sit on the floor of ice and when you eat lunch like you have to hang out with everybody <laughs> it just feels like a family I love that I love that about our program and the department in general um so what are you hoping to do after this season with Santa Fe Opera is over yeah so after the season of Santa Fe um I'm gonna be moving back to New York City mm -hmm. and I'm gonna be freelancing in New York City for a little bit um I'm a little awesome. nervous first time freelancing but um yeah, I'm gonna hope hope that I get some good assistant design contracts. Uh, I'll also be open to you know wardrobe contracts and things like that. So I'm really just gonna be, um, yeah, I guess doing doing the hustle in New York City, you know, uh, doing a little freelance work. And I also believe this fall will be when I start applying for some grad schools. Oh wow! Um, but okay. but it's definitely on my radar. It's something I know I need to do, and I would love to get applications in this fall for grad school you know, fingers crossed, but. Yeah, that's really exciting. And I, I, this is kind of a backtracking question. I should have asked this before when you were first talking about being in Santa Fe now, but what, what are some of the productions you're going to be working on this season? Yeah, so we're doing uh, The Marriage of Figaro is the mm -hmm. first opera that's opening. Uh, we're doing Eugene Onyegin, um, and then we are doing uh, a world premiere opera called uh, The Lord of it's a it's a really fascinating show gorgeous designs um it's a blend of the Bacchae and Dracula so uh the kind of general so that's kind of like the story in a nutshell um is that it's kind of this blend of like the Bacchae meets Dracula I'm really excited for that one and uh give me one second there's one more Oh, Midsummer Night's Dream, obviously. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Midsummer Night's Dream opera. Oh my gosh, totally blanked out there. Um, so yeah, those are the four shows we're doing this season. Um, Fantastic. I'm really excited by all of them. Uh, they're all visually stunning. Uh, we got to see the designs uh, a couple days ago. We had a good um, costume Bible walkthrough and we got to see gorgeous designs. And I'm just so excited to kind of be in this, in this environment again. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds wonderful. It sounds like it's going to be a wonderful season. And is this their first season back fully open? It is. Yeah, they yeah. are. So we currently, they are doing 75% capacity okay. in the House of the Theater. The good thing for Santa Fe Opera is that it is already an outdoor opera company. Um, and as we kind of have been finding out lately, uh, COVID transmission in outdoor settings is very, very low. Yeah. Uh, so they're doing best just to make sure everyone is masked and uh, pods are socially distanced from other pods 
So they seem to have a really solid plan going forward. They even have a, a COVID safety manager uh, specifically dedicated to making sure that everything we do is safe. No one's going to be, you know, put in danger for getting sick or anything. So um, it's a really exciting time to be making opera. Oh, I'm sure it'll be wonderful. I mean, people are so eager to get back to their beloved forms of entertainment, whatever they may be. So I know Santa Fe Opera is extremely popular and has a huge, huge uh, loyal following. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, well, I wish you a wonderful season. Thank you. Yeah, it's very exciting. We, we quite literally hit the ground running today. Um, yeah. It's been a very busy season, but um, it'll be great. It's, um, it'll be great. It's, we're creating incredible art and <laughs> that always makes, you know, it makes the the sprint feel worth it at the end when the art is so great at the finish line. Absolutely. Well, we'll be um we'll be looking out for updates. Please don't hesitate to send us anything exciting that is happening. We would love to share it for you. So, of course. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for visiting with me. It's been really fun catching up with you. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to see you again. Yeah, it's great to see you. So, um, take care, and again, have a wonderful season. And I hope I'll talk to you again. Thanks. Okay, Thank again, that was John Polis, costume designer and 2019 graduate of our BFA program. During this conversation, we talked a good bit about his senior design project, Mr. Burns, A Post-Electric Play, and I've added a couple of links to the show notes so you can learn more about that production and see all of his designs. Also, just a little reminder that if you haven't subscribed, please do. We have new episodes every other Friday. And if you'd care to look us up on Apple Podcasts and leave us many, many stars, it not only gives us the warm and fuzzies, it helps other listeners find us. Thanks a lot. You're the best. Until next time, this is Stage and Screen.